Uh, my name is Michael Leiblein. I am the Assistant Program Chair for the STR Division. And my role today is uh, simply to introduce everyone to our distinguished scholar, Torben Peterson, uh, and then moderate this discussion. And I will, I will speak as little as possible. Um, my, my role as facilitator here is to remind everyone uh, to enter questions in the chat thread. Uh, and then we'll call on, I will call on some of those folks later as we move on uh, to ask some of their questions directly of Torben. And I'm sure we'll have a, an, a good fluid, I'm sure Torben's fine with a good fluid open discussion. Um, what I will only do is uh, two things. I will start off by introducing Professor Peterson. And uh, I aim to do that with not that slide, but this slide. Uh, so you're, many people here are probably aware of Torben's uh, uh, tremendous accomplishments. He's a professor at Bocconi. He's a professor at Copenhagen Business School. Uh, I understand he's visited at more places and had visiting professorships at more places than I can uh, name or list on a single slide. Uh, he is also, for the international strategy community, a co-founder of the Global Strategy Journal. Uh, several awards, recognitions from, you know, basically every major society, the AIB, the SMS, uh, the European uh, Institute of uh, International Business, uh, Academy of International Business Best Paper Awards. Um, I, I, I don't know about this, Torben, I was looking, I, I looked on Google Scholar last weekend, and I had something like 300 listings on Google Scholar, which um, uh, sort of stunned me. Uh, maybe it didn't stun me. I didn't mean that in any way, but I was like, oh my God, um, I feel so inadequate. But um, he's published in the AMJ, the Global Strategy Journal, the Journal of International Business Studies, Org Science, Journal of Management Studies, SMJ, uh, an H index of 59, uh, coming in on 20,000 citations, uh, and all sorts of contributions to uh, globalization and offshoring and knowledge management in the multinational. So uh, I, I will ask you all for one second to take off your microphones and or turn and or turn off mute. And if you agree with me and thank, uh, so I'm seeing, okay, there's a couple of people. Knock on wood, thank you for Torben Peterson for spending your time with us today. Thank you. Okay, so um, what I will Thanks do is- Thanks a lot, thanks a lot. Oh, thank you. Uh, so thank you for your time. So uh, what I thought I would do is just, I'll kick off some questions. And again, we can you know, put in the chat thread if you have other things that uh, you'd like to talk to Torben about. Our intent here is just an open-ended discussion about his career, uh, some successes, some lessons, uh, basically trying to build the community up um, in ways that we normally would have if we were in Vancouver. So, so, so Torben, I guess the, the first question for just about anybody is, is what, what, how, why are you in this strange career uh, of being a, a, an international business, international strategy professor? Yeah, first of all, thanks for, for your very nice uh, introduction and, and thanks to all of you for, for taking time to have this, uh, this discussion here uh, today. So, 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 so your question about why, why am I a scholar today, so to say. So, so I would say for me, strangely enough, it has been very much an emerging strategy. If we use uh, Minsberg's things, it's a, 
unlike what I see with my own kids and many young people that 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 make more strategic choices about and and maybe is 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 forced to that to a larger extent. For me, I would say it has very much been emerging strategies in the sense that I have never been sitting down and saying, "Now I want to be I want to be academics when I grow up, or I want to go this way." So, so for me, it has been very much been that that there has been different opportunities that has opened up for me, and I have pursued these opportunities and. Um, and then you can say one 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 opportunity has taken the others and it has developed uh, uh, like that. Of course, I think it has. To, I have liked it. It has been a fun fun journey and and thing like that. So 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 I have just uh, continued to to be more and more involved. You can say as as opportunities has arise. So I think it has. Uh, it's it's very much has been an emerging strategy on on my side. Did you want to, I, I do not know this. I mean, this, I, I think we've known each other for maybe oh, coming on a decade or seven years or something like that. But what, what did you do before the doctoral program? Yeah, so, so, so what, what, what is actually uh, a little bit more is, is, is that I was actually spending quite a lot of time before I started my master education. So I was, I was working as a taxi driver, truck driver, construction worker and and actually my first education you, you might say usable education was as insulation worker so i worked in the construction industry and and things like that so i was spending quite a lot of time before starting my master education uh, um, you can say working working uh, you can say ordinary jobs and, and things like that and i think I, I i i i of course learned a little bit about uh, how things are organized in in life and, and and got another perspective on life but but then of course you can say and and sometimes i say when i joke a little bit because i have a education there i say if i fail in academia i have an exit option there <laughs> to go back to the construction industry as insulation worker. Having said that, I have not exercised that option so far. Well, that's funny. It's, it's actually, I don't think any, you would know this, but I mean, I, that was, uh, for me, college was uh, doing a lot of moving in Manhattan and uh, a lot of, and then my first job was working with these union electricians. And I still, I was telling somebody this story last week of, um, I, you know, I was an electrical engineer coming out of school and he's like, oh, I could do these proportional integral derivative controllers and do all the math for them. And this electrician came up to me and here's a circuit board, fix it. And I'm like, uh, I have no idea what to do, but uh, oh well. So uh, how, how, you know, early research, so your PhD was at CBS, Copenhagen Business School. H how did you, I think a lot of uh, the folks who are coming into our um, STR uh, video series are oftentimes junior scholars or even PhD students. How did the dissertation question come about for you? I mean, how did you, you know, where did the research question come from? How did you narrow it down? How did you frame the problem? Um, can you offer anything about that? Those types of questions and issues. So, so, so you can say you can say I have in my research I have often since 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 the very beginning tried to 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 get inspiration from from uh, you can say some some uh, um, um, uh, phenomenons out there. I, I you can say I'm not I'm not driven by uh, theoretical uh, 
questions and, and things like that. So for me, it's, it's very much about understanding uh, different phenomenons and of course apply theories in, 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 uh, in order to understand different phenomenons. And, and also for my thesis, it was very much at that point in time, I have to say that is some years ago, I'm, I, I, I finished my thesis and my PhD thesis. And at that point in time, one of the, the, the hot topics uh, um, uh, in, in, in Denmark at that point was, was uh, uh, multinational corporations behavior in Denmark. So, 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 so that's why it, it was discussed a lot in the business press and, and, and things like that. So I got my topic from, from that discussion, so to say. And that also explains why you can say I have had a, uh, I'm coming very much out of the international business uh, 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 stream of research, you can say. Hmm. Yeah, that, that does seem to be, it, and is that, do you see similar um, sort of interaction now that, now that, you know, you've traveled quite a bit with all these visiting professorships and, and the current position at Bocconi. Do you see similar interactions between the business community and the university as you saw at CBS? And I guess you continue to see at CBS? I think it varies. It varies from, from how it's organized, of course, and, and, and different universities have has different uh, connections, different positions in, 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 um, in the business life in the different countries. You can say Copenhagen Business School, for example, is second to none in Denmark. So, 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 so they have, uh, they have, they have, uh, they have good connections to Danish business, but of course to Danish business and, 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 uh, and Bocconi of course is also, uh, uh, also very well reputated in Italy, but, but Bocconi is organized. So there's a business school called Star and then there's a business university and in, and, and at Bocconi, it's more the, the business school, the star that has the, the contacts to the companies. And I think uh, so, so, so not so much the business university where I am uh, actually. These two are connected, but, but also uh, they're connected by ownership, but you can say uh, relatively separate in, 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 in the way they are one. So, 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 so of course Bocconi, in particular, Star has a lot of uh, business contacts uh, as well there. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. I, I knew that. I knew some of that. Not all. That's uh, see how that evolves is interesting. And and certainly in the U.S., it's also different than what I think I perceive in some of the European schools. The way the the business schools interact with the community. I don't know. If maybe others have different question observations we can share and talk about later. Um, you know, as, as you've moved on from the you know, and your career started taking off, uh, I assume you started having uh, uh, more proposals uh, for research than you could conceivably uh, complete. So, so could you tell us something about how your research interests have evolved or even the criteria you've used to select and reject where you'd uh, allocate some of your effort? Yeah, you, you can say, um, I, I'm, I'm, over the years, I have, have developed a broad portfolio of research. So, so some researchers are very focused and, 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 and more narrow and really deep in, in, in what they're doing, and, and they prefer to do that. I, I'm, I'm the type that like to have many balls of in the air. So, I have a, so I'm also broad in terms of my, my, my research and, 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 and things like that. And, and you're right, of course, over the years, you get different opportunities, you can go different ways, you have to make choices about 
which project you want to pursue and which project you um, what which project not. So 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 you can say. And 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 I think I think I think I probably tend to say as many others tend to say yes to too many things. So so you get overburdened with work. But but I think the main when I say no, I think it's because it's not fun and I cannot see uh, uh, I can develop a, a contribution here. I you can say I I often start on projects and then. Uh, um, at least go a little bit of the way to see is it fun and 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 is it something that can develop where I can make a, a contribution? Is there something new here? And then of course, so so it's a little bit like like you 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 might say, like like a, a, a portfolio investment. You try you you try different things out, which also means that that you spend a little bit of time. Or, um, um, on things and and then maybe you 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 have to leave it again because you can see it's going nowhere or you can also use the the picture of a state gate model that you start to invest a little bit in the project and then you see whether it's it's a uh, with there's beef on it and then you go on and and, and things like that so but but you need to clearly it's you if it's not fun or I cannot see there's contribution in it in, in, in anymore, then then of course it's it's about uh, you have to kill the project because it's just killing your time in, instead. Well, I'm glad to hear that. I mean, so nobody would know this. Torben and I actually have a little working paper going on. Uh, when he started his response saying he said yes to too many things, I was concerned. Um, <laughs> as far as I know, he hasn't killed the project yet. So now mm -hmm. I haven't bored him too much, uh, at, at least at present. So. Um, that's good to hear. So just uh, just as a reminder, everyone, uh, I'm monitoring the chat. So if you have questions that, you know, please feel free to <clears throat> uh, type those in the chat so we know what's coming up ahead of time. Um, and you can do that either privately to me and I will call on you or you can do that to the group. I, I have no preference. Um, and also at the end, we'll probably be uh, trying to take a, a little screenshot at the end of all the people who were part of this conversation for the STR division. So if you don't mind, I, I know I have a face for radio, but if you uh, do not turn on your video and we'll take a screenshot of you as well. So uh, yeah, I, I, am, I am really curious about the research evolution. You know, to me, it's been interesting to sit back and say, how do I think about where you contribute? How do you start thinking about these portfolios, dimensionalizing them in, in terms of theory and phenomena and methods and you know, I think that's oftentimes come up with uh, the consortia types of events that you know, several of us have been involved with. Um, you know, maybe a follow on to that is you're, you, I assume you have a big voice. If, I, if, if somebody on this call wants a, to, to, to interview at Bocconi or CBS, what, what, what's the kind of things that, you know, similar to projects that would excite you or your colleagues and say, ah, this is a, a junior person worth uh, exploring interaction with. Yeah. So, so, so of course, of course, you are right. Both Bocconi and and and, and CBS is quite uh, active in in in, in uh, recruiting, uh, and and of course, both at the academy and 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 uh, um, invited uh, invited juniors for 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 job talks and things like that. I think, of course, it's. Uh, it's not that that there's any any formalized criteria, but but as you say, what is it that? It, of course, I think you are interest you you are you are interesting in scholars that of course uh, uh, know the art of doing research and also 
have 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 uh, have interesting problems that fit with 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 some of the some of the faculty of 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 of, of the universities or, or the departments. So 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 you can get a so so you can actually build up a group and and things like that. So I think yeah. that's. Um, um, I think that's the overall criteria, of course, and then, then of course, um, 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 uh, then more specific, you have to experience the the candidates and see see how they are presenting and how how um, uh, passionate they are about their own research and things like that. I would say one thing you can say you you would like to see the fire in the eyes, so to say you you would like to see they are really passionate. So so so. Uh, like entrepreneurs, they really have the fire in the eyes. I think that's uh, that's uh, that's that feels good when you can see that with a with a with a with a uh, uh, young scholar there. Yeah, that's an interesting. I, I, that is an, the, the 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 passion for the topic, the fire in the eyes. That's an interesting observation. I, I you know, it's it's always interesting to me to to think about this. What leads us to select individuals, and you know, you're you're interviewing at a school, and particularly. When you're new to the field, it's you know sort of often you don't really know what an individual school is looking for, but I think everybody's looking for passion and energy. And we talk about things like fit and complementarity, and what does that really mean? Um, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's an interesting conversation, and I think that's always useful for us. Yeah, so, and, so and, I think that the, what is important is that you are yourself, and and you really you do you you should not try to speculate too much on on what others want. You should, what at the end of the day, if we can see you have the fire in the eyes, and 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 that really have something to say, uh, and and you know your stuff, you know your you know your problem, you know your data, you know your the research and you have have these passions, then then of course uh, of course there will always be complementarities and, and things like that. So I think it's 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 very much so so while young scholars might speculate too much on what others want, I think yep. it's it is as much trying to say what is it that really want yourself and, and try to 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 come out with that. Wow that's uh, yeah that's that's I can't agree more that I haven't heard that said so well. I mean, I think that's, you know, I do see that as well. People really thinking about, well, what do you want? That's not the issue. It's what, you know, what's in your heart that uh, I think is, uh, is, is super important. Are, are there other lessons, you know, just maybe bringing this out to, you know, as we engage and broaden our conversation, are there other lessons you've learned in your career? Um, I mean, everybody wants to always talk about their triumphs, but triumphs are challenges and, Hey, after after being in this uh, in this field for for ten years, um, you know uh, what things you've learned might be uh, that you're willing to share might be useful for the group. One one thing I, I used to describe our job is a little bit management of guilt. <laughs> so so what I mean by that, by that is that. We we always feel guilt. We can write, we can read more papers, we can we can spend more time with our co-authors, we can spend more time with our, our kids, our our partners and our students and, and things like that. So 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 we are in a business where we have uh, uh, we live with guilt in, in the sense. We're not the only one. There's many other jobs where you have uh, you, you can say that, but 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 you uh, 
so 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 you you need to be able to to manage this guilt uh, and 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 not be and and actually be happy with with what 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 you manage to do in in the time you have instead of trying to feel uh, bad about the things you you never you are not able to make because there's a lot of things you will never be able to make because we 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 have all stacks of papers and and things we would like to read and do and and things like that 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 uh, we, we 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 fool ourselves and say we will be able to do it tomorrow or the day after tomorrow but that 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 tomorrow never comes and 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 so so we live with this guilt so so i think that that is also something you have to relax with the guilt it is our business is has to do with management of guilt also i think that uh, that i have learned and and is more happy with now 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 much more happy with what i actually managed to do instead of focusing so much on all the things i i, I never managed to do so to say and i can i can i can i can i i appreciate that very much i i mean i i struggle with you know i keep downloading oh i need to read this read this read this and then i have a a library of uh, 500 files of to review and and then nothing's happening, right? So you have to find a way to prioritize. I see, I see uh, Katharine is uh, laughing at that as well. So I'm glad I, I got somebody to react. So, okay, well, that, that, that's actually useful. That's, I think, super useful. Do you, do you have ways of, or tips of how you, ma um, help me, how do I manage my guilt? <laughs> yeah, but, but when I say management of guilt, I think the point is also accept, accept it to some extent because that's, uh, that's the nature of what we're doing. So, 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 so of course, it's, it's about managing, managing your time in the best ways. And, and, and what, I've, I, what I try to do is to, of course, to, I think everybody do that. Uh, it's not a sophistic, sophisticated system. It's, it's just about writing lists about what I will do to, to this day. Some people call it stress list or, or and and or list what I will do this week and and things like that. So so it's not a particular complicated or of or, or, or and things like that. But uh, I try to do that. And again, of course, I will. I I'm never able to do everything I have on my list. But uh, that's the that's the guilt again. Yeah. Well, that that actually helps me. It reminds me. I sat in a talk with Don Hambrick years ago, and what you're telling me what you're telling me is, don't be guilty about the guilt, Michael. And I hope that's what everybody's hearing. And I, and I remember hearing, um, you know, Don was, uh, don't get bitter. And I was, you know, maybe five years out of six years out of the PhD, and um, and I was getting bitter uh, about various things. And and he and he and he basically, and it was, you know, it was interesting to hear somebody like, you know, you or Don, hey, you know, don't be bitter. You know, think about the few, the few that you know, you cannot think about the cluster of people in your camp that you know you can work with and support you know build a support group and i think that's all that's all, all great it's basic but it's uh, important to hear so uh this uh, i'm still looking in the chat room type in your questions please so uh I, I don't have many interesting things to say but i know this group does or i assume this group does um but this is one thing i think that's interesting maybe this is my pet peeve but you know, I start thinking about the field, the field of management, the field of strategic management, the field of international business, uh, or fields of all, all those fields. And, and, and I think, you know, at times, I think we're losing track of what's our distinctive competence. So as you think about, you know, your research um, in strategy and international strategy, and 
outsourcing and offshoring and whatnot, you know, what do you think are some of the major issues? Well, and I, I, I shouldn't even narrow this why well, frame the problem about research. What do you think are some of the major issues facing business scholars today? Yeah, so, 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 so I, think, I think a little bit, um, as also your project is about, I think, I think uh, strategy uh, in general is stalled a little bit when it comes to theoretical development. So you can say uh, uh, um, some of the last theoretical contribution is this resource-based theory, and we can even talk about to what extent is that a theory and, and, and things like that. So, so, so and, and since then, we have uh, seen uh, almost nothing uh, real theoretical development in, 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 in strategy. So, so I think, I think, I think, I think uh, on the theoretical side, we are stalled uh, to a very large extent. And I understand that's also a little bit the project you are trying to pursue. I think on the theoretical side, I, the problem for me is, I think, is a little bit that that we 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 formulated too much in organizational concepts that uh, that is defined uh, by other organizational concepts and things like that, uh, uh, while we we have not anchored uh, uh, well enough on individual level among individuals because you can say at the end of the day it's individuals that are carriers of the strategy and things like that. It's not it's not the it's not the organization. It's not the the walls, the tables, and whatever we have in the companies, the machines that are carriers of 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 of, of the strategy and and all these things. It's it's individuals that are carriers of the strategy, and 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 therefore I think in order to really move forward, I think we have to anchor it on on more with how individuals are actually perceiving all these things and reacting to it uh, in order to to to. To, to move further. That's, so, so that's very much the micro foundation agenda on the theoretical side. So, so I think that's my take on it. Uh, um, uh, I think that is needed there. But, but then having said that, there's a lot of interesting uh, empirical phenomenon still. Uh, where, where of course, uh, right now, as it's played out with, with, with the pandemic, you can say that raises a lot of new questions about uh, where you can say a disruption, for example, of the, you can say of, of the, this about the global value chains that are broken and we see, we see we have done super specialized global value chains with one spot serve suppliers around the world and, and then become super vulnerable when more than 50% of all the face mask in the world is produced in China and, and, and things like that. So, 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 so it raises the whole question of, of, of the, for example, about uh, whether we are, our global value chains are too specialized. Uh, uh, you, you might say efficiency versus resilience in our global value chains. So that's one issue. And of course, the whole technology development, digitalization, additive manufacturing and things like that. So, and, and also politically this about uh, deglobalization is another issue. So, so I think there's a, there's a lot of new interesting uh, empirical phenomenon that are interesting to study here in, 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 in strategy and international business, so to say. But theoretically, I would say um, uh, to some extent we are, we, we are stalled uh, as far as I can see. Wow, I mean, so I, raise your hand if you're a PhD student on this call, because I think I just heard uh, five uh, PhD theses uh, outlined. 
<laughs> so I am not surprised to hear the micro foundations agenda, uh, you know, but I'm also, you know, uh, I still, every time I think about micro foundations and, and I thought about that a little bit, I, I recall in a talk, I, I went to a small group of 10 or 15 folks, uh, um, Sid Winter came in and gave, you know, his routines shtick and, you know, the attack on, um, he had a, a colorful phrase that I will not repeat about micro foundations, but, uh, you know, that was, um, you know, sort of interesting. And then the empirical phenomenon, you know, I think you, I just heard, you know, all sorts of topical issues, disruption, global value chains, uh, some of the political issues, uh, a plug for my little startup journal, David Teese just wrote, wrote an interesting article on how we need to, you know, our theory development has been stalled around uh, things like Porter's Five Forces National Innovation Systems and whatnot, but it's, those are all based on assumptions of a post-World War II uh, economic uh, world, and we probably need to think about how to update those theories uh, in the face of some of the changes, political changes we're seeing globally. So lots of things here, and it really resonated with me, and that has actually spurred all sorts of questions that are coming through the chat. So um, let me, let me uh, take a couple of those. Uh, one is, uh, the first one to come through was from uh, Katharina, STR division. Yeah, so, so I can see it also. So yeah, Katharina, do you want to restate it in your own words and then we'll... So one thing that I'm doubting, I'm super, super young, but mid-career. And uh, one thing that I am sometime, sometimes wondering is how one should balance in the development of the career, not from a personal perspective, the benefits of developing international collaborations by passing periods or even relocating to other institutions versus developing a more embedded, uh, a rooted localization in just one institution. So let's say if you want depth versus breadth, how do you balance this tension? I, I would say again, uh, um, I, I don't think there's one right model with so many other things here. It's, 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 it's there's diff many different ways of doing it. I'm, I, I would not say in, in, in pretend in any way that my way of doing things are better than many other ways of doing things. Also a little bit about this doing broad versus doing uh, more narrow research and things like that. There, there's so many way, different ways of doing it. I, 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 of course, and I understand your question in the sense, but I'm actually, you can say, affiliated with three universities also, in, including, including uh, CBS, I'm also a, a, affiliated with Cast Business School in London. So, so, um, so, 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 of course, my, I'm, I'm the point is that I have most of my business contacts and my really contacts is in Denmark still. So, so I have actually, I, I have uh, organized it a little bit. So I, I you can say I, I do different things at Bocconi where I'm, which is my main affiliation and where I do my teaching. And this is also my research uh, anchor, so to say. There's, there, it's a very strong department there, many fantastic researchers. So, so I, I do my research mainly there while I, 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 I try to keep my business contacts and 
my my um, uh, links to to business in Denmark because it's it's so difficult to uh, to build those up. It, it, you do that over many years, build some kind of trust. So 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 you you get insights and maybe even data from the companies. So I try to I have one main location which is Bocconi, and then I try to keep uh, also uh, uh, in touch with the, with the other locations. And of course here in this case. It's it's uh, it's Milan, Copenhagen, London. So they are not far away from each other. You could not do it if you were talking about US versus Europe. I think it's it's a, it's a, it's they are all within two hours flight from each other. Thank you, Thorben. Yeah, when you figure that out, Katharina, please tell me. So, <laughs> so, so Zhao, you had a, a I think a very open question for that that is probably of interest to many people here. You want to give some color on the advice for authors question? Sure. Uh, thanks, Tobin. This is this is great. Um, and I'm just wondering, with your vast editorial experience, especially as a founding editor at JSJ, uh, what are the you know advice you have for authors in particular? What are some of the things that uh, you wish all authors would know and try and avoid <laughs> in terms of you know mistakes? <laughs> Yeah, so, 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 of course, there's, um, there's a number of things you can say. Uh, there's a number of things you can say here because, uh, uh, but, but I think uh, may, maybe, maybe, maybe the main thing I would say is that, that, that the way I look at journals is very much like a wall, like, like, like where we're putting another piece on top of the wall. So it's a little bit, uh, we, we, there's Pink Floyd was, has, uh, has this song, The Wall. And so, so what we do on uh, research, there's a lot of research out there on all kinds of topics. And, and, and you can say as researchers, our, our, our uh, purpose is to build more and more knowledge on, so we put every of, of us put another piece on top of the wall, so to say. So, so, so as, and, and journals are just, uh, just, uh, you can say a means of creating this wall in the sense journals are, are the media for, for publishing our research. So, so what you have to do is that you have to understand the wall. You really have to, you, you really have to, to understand the conversation and things like that and where you can make a contribution, meaning where you can put another break on the wall. So you have to relate to the existing research um, and then add to it. You, you can say, if you, for example, start a paper by saying, nobody has done research on this. This is the worst opening you can have in the sense that it means that you, you have not, there's no research where there's nothing has been done. And it, it, it means that you ignore what has already been done and you distance yourself from the existing uh, 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 literature. The right way of starting every paper is saying, existing literature have said this and I can add, I can add this point to existing literature. So, so I think it's very much on, on understanding this mindset that, that we are collectively, we are building this wall and, and, and we are, and and we're adding to it so 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 i think it's it's a uh, uh, so so it's if so so the main mistake is you if you distance yourself from 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 the existing knowledge and are not adding making a contribution to it 
So, so, so I, it's, it's, it's a very general answer, uh, you can say, but, but I think it's, it's very much this mindset you need to have to, to be able to contribute. Thank you. Yeah, I hear this, I hear this humility uh, as well as, um, you know, I need to have an appreciation for the space. I need to have some humility about what I do and do not know. And I need to have some confidence about what I do and do not know. Um, and maybe that helps us build. I, I love the, the Floyd reference. I'm an ELO fan, by the way, but that's something else. Um, I, I see a question from, is it, is it is Gerardus or Gerard? You're still with us? I am, yes. Yeah. Hello. Hello. Um, yeah, I picked up on the bit about uh, looking at the individual and looking at micro foundations and a lot of the research I do and also some of the other contributions I make are about exactly looking at that aspect. But what I've also found as sort of an early career scholar that it's also like a difficult thing to do because if you really want to take it seriously, um, there's different theory, there's different methods that you're using and if you're doing that, you're doing two things differently than most people in the field, which is obviously like a risky strategy. So how do you balance that? How do you sort of not um, sort of get yourself in a bind where you're trying to do something that's very valuable uh, doing, uh, but it's also hard to get traction with and hard to get public published especially if you're not like an established uh, scholar. Yeah, I, I think you're touching on something uh, 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 very relevant here in the sense that, uh, as you say, um, it, it is very much about a balance between, of course, being, uh, um, um, being different uh, and, 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 uh, and, and coming up with something but it, it, it should not be too different because then becomes uh, also more risky, as you say, and, 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 and things like that. So, so I think it's, it's, uh, you're right uh, about that. that it, um, it's about finding this balance. And, I, and, and, and you're probably also right that it's, it's even more risky for, 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 for uh, young scholars to, 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 to uh, Pursue, pursue this new ideas of, 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 of research. So, so um, um, and, and, and in that sense, it's probably, my, my advice is probably to be a little bit more on the safe side when you are a young scholar. And, and then, and that's another thing you can say, we, we have a long life uh, for us as, as scholars. So, so we are not expressing all we wanna say in, in one paper or in one thesis, so to say, we have a, there will, there will be subsequently, there will be many other papers where, where we can say what we want to say. So, 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 um, um, but, but, but to your answer, I think, I think you're right that it, it can be very risky to be, uh, to be the one to, to be a young scholar that try to lead a little bit the, uh, the theoretical development on, on some of these issues. Um, um, so, but but I, but 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 my advice to 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 you would be to find a balance that you are comfortable with and that is 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 still interesting for you. 
Yeah, I'll just, uh, you know, I don't know. I mean, maybe others can pipe in on this. Um, I, I do think this is, it, it's an important question. I think that the really nice part of the question is, you know, oftentimes the advice, so it's a, it is an issue of incremental versus uh, more or less incremental progress in the field. Um, I think there is this wonderful question about, you know, incrementally, we suggest, oh, manipulate one assumption in the model. And that's probably the easiest thing to do. Uh, so sometimes when you uh, take a more aggressive uh, stance into a new theory or phenomenon, I think for, I think for some of the theories, it's, it's particularly difficult. And that's, I think, what's happening with the micro foundations agenda. Um, but being very specific about what has and has not been said, um, and then being very as specific as possible about what you're relaxing, I think might be good advice. That's what, I mean, I am still, um, you know, I, I think it's hard to argue against the micro foundations agenda for, on several uh, uh, directions, but there have been critiques. That's what the, the reference of Sid Winter and sort of, there was a reason he, that we were focused, he and Nelson were focused on routines. I think he has a paper in 2012 or so, Sid does. You know, I think that always was helpful for me to crystallize what the contribution of the micro foundations agenda was and then look for methods that allow us to isolate that. That's a wonderful question. Maybe others uh, can pick up on that later on in the chat. Um, in, in the minor interim, I did see Jing Tang has a question for Torben. Um, uh, he was asking about uh, just general suggestions for PhD students. I'll ask him to sort of expand on that and maybe also think about junior faculty as well as PhD students. But, but my advice here will be, uh, or suggestions will be, uh, you can say a little bit the same, that, it, that try, to, try to find your unique, uh, 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 your own uniqueness, so to say. You can say, for me, for me becoming a researcher is uh, a little bit like, like uh, it's not art, but it's, it has some, some of the same elements as art in the sense that wh what young artists do is that they actually copy their masters. If you wanna be a, a, a painter, you start to, to paint the same thing as your masters, try to copy them, and then, then you can say, uh, and, and, and then you get into it, and then at some point in time, you find your own impression, uh, your, your own expression, so to say, your own style and, and things like that. And I think it's the same here with, 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 with young scholars. Of course, you, you work with your supervisors and, and you try to read uh, what, uh, what others have done and things like that. But in, in, in as you develop more and more, you find your own uh, topic, your own style, your own data, your own way of making a contribution to, 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 to research, so to say. I, so I think that's, uh, and of course, that's, that's what I try to help my, my PSQ students to do. And also junior junior scholars, as you say. So so I think that's my 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 more general advice, so to say. And is Jing is that getting to your uh, questions, or are there other maybe maybe if anybody has other uh, specific uh, you know elements of how to uh, spur that development, or if you are a, a student or junior scholar and you're thinking about interactions with your committee or faculty that you'd like to raise. Uh, does anybody want to comment on that?
Okay. I'm, I'm getting a thanks, so I think we're okay. Uh, we, we did get Professor Aguilera uh, was uh, sent an email, uh, well, a chat, private chat, just uh, getting out to work-life balance issues that I think are relevant to several people uh, on the chat and maybe um, also more of us as we're uh, sequestered in, in our homes in the US at least right now. Uh, comments on how you manage your life? <laughs> so, so how I manage my life, of course, I think I have the same uh, bad habits as, as, uh, as, as uh, many other in this industry that I work too much. At least that's what the people around me said, tells me. <laughs> so, so, and, and that's of course because I, I, I like my work. Uh, but but I, I have to say that, uh, of course, I try to force myself to do other things as well, uh, in the sense that, uh, that, of course, I have different hobbies. Uh, um, I like cooking, I like dancing, and, and I do fitness and, and, and things like that. So, so I think it's, it's uh, again, I, I don't think there's, 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 there's one solution to this. Uh, I think it's, it's, a, it's, it's an individual thing again that you have to find, find uh, uh, the balance that works for you and, 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 uh, and, and things like that. So, so I, I, I can see Wood is she's, uh, happy about, uh, about, uh, about this. Well, I think <laughs> I think we're all we all struggle with this uh, uh, this issue. So let me see. I got uh, another question from Olga. So maybe Olga, could you share that with the group? Yeah, thank you very much. So my question is about uh, building research identity, and uh, what is in in this sense? I mean our research pipeline and also connection with others because for me it's all the components of research i done i'm at the stage when i already have my dissertation proposal defended so i have these three articles that i'm working on but at the same time i think okay what i'm gonna do after my dissertation is ready uh, because i'm interested in lots of things but i'm a bit afraid of doing too many things two different fields connect trying to connect to researchers from the different fields and in the end losing my identity so i cannot in the end build stable connections with anyone and people cannot really say who, who i am what i'm actually doing so what would be your advice here yeah so 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 i think that's a very good question and and um, um and there's a number of things. I think I think it's it's right as 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 uh, I I would probably if, as a as a as a young scholar I would probably uh, uh, focus focus a little bit uh, um, uh, on on uh, on 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 some related projects uh, at least for some time at least for some time because uh, as you say the uh, you you if if you do too many things uh, uh, you, you, your profile becomes too blurred of course over the years since we are in academia at least some of us for, for many decades you are able to do many different projects over the decades and and of course that's also a, a, another thing you should have in mind that 
all your points and all the things you, you want to do, you don't need to do in the beginning of your career. There will be time and, and, and opportunities later on also. So I would probably focus on some related projects so you have a, some kind of profile in the beginning. It's also much easier in the job market in, instead of if it's too scattered, as you say. Um, and then, and then uh, keep, keep the other good ideas, put them in a drawer, and then when you have more time later on, uh, look at it, uh, uh, take it, uh, take it uh, back from, from the drawers. And, 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 and I, as I say, there will be time later on also. I don't know whether that makes sense to you. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. I mean, for me, it's also difficult to you know, the, the difficult question is how to select uh, the right pipeline or the right direction. How to, because my dissertation topic is quite narrow, how to make it a little bit broader, but still don't lose this identity in this sense. Yeah, but I, I, I think it's, it's actually you again. It's, it's you. It's, it's what you think is, is, is interesting and where you, where, you, where you have the fire in the eyes, where you, really, where you really can see you can make a contribution. I, I, I don't think there's any objective criteria for how you select that. I think it's, it's a, um, at the end of the day, research is about doing something unique, something uh, writing, something that nobody has written before. So, so where you, can you make that contribution? I think it's, 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 it, you're the best one yourself to, 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 to make that decision. I'm, uh, but, but I think you have to do it. You have to make that decision in the sense that not to get too blurred. Uh, a profile in the beginning, at least. Uh, I, I would say all the years I have done many different things. So, so if I look at back, uh, I, have, uh, I have many areas where I've done research, but, 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 but uh, I have uh, typically been sticking to some themes at, at different points in time. So, 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 so it's, it's, uh, um, there's a little bit of consistency at least. Yeah, I remember when I went up for tenure, one of my, uh, the, 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 probably the biggest voice in the room, um, you know, I, my, I remember writing up my document and, uh, well, maybe I'll get more precise than I was going to, but I, was, I wrote up my document about my research is, you know, a lot of strategy work is about firm scope and its implications for competitive advantage. So I'd written up as sort of exogenous conditions affect strategic decisions affect performance or advantage. And uh, the senior person in my group at the time was Jay Barney. And he's like, no, no, no. And he ripped it up and he made me rewrite it all about theory. But the important point was there was a red thread. And I think that's what I'm, you know, I mean, Torben, your work for, you know, the years has been had a very clear red thread about global scope, outsourcing, offshoring, knowledge management in the multinational, a lot of things that you had shared earlier about this experience with these Danish companies uh, when you were doing your dissertation. And I, so I guess I, I just, maybe just, I, I will volunteer my, my two cents to Olga, just thinking about what that red thread is, and it's going to change over time. You're never going to do the best work. You know, it's not reasonable to expect the best work is going to come out of your, uh, your dissertation. I, I will use this. O Olga was uh, building on the previous discussion, and, and as much as I agree with Torben's comment personally that it's got to be what's in the the fire in your belly or in your eyes, what you care about. Um, 
so much of your work has been, uh, Torben, has been on outsourcing, offshoring, knowledge management, the multinational. I, I think we have a bunch of international strategy scholars on the call here. Um, you know, what, what, what do you think are some of the most important unanswered questions in that area right now? Maybe some of, what are the things in your file drawer that some of these folks might, might build on? You can say you can say international business is of course um, is very much driven by 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 phenomenon, and I think I think some of the phenomena I mentioned before you you can say you can say that the whole pandemic that were the disruption of of you can say global value chains uh, the disruption yeah. of of of. Uh, uh, um, um, the global uh, the global system of trade you can say so 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 uh, it actually has weighed uh, has 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 raised a number of questions you can say while you can say the way we have organized uh, um, uh, in uh, you can say global trade and global value chains before has very much about being efficiency cost and things like that we have we have so to say known that there was also risk involved but we have we have uh, 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 you can more or less ignore these risks, so it has all been in 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 the name of 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 of, uh, of efficiency we have organized and of course companies have done that uh, they organized their global value chain very not very much so so you have taken advantage of 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 uh, the efficiency of of placing different activities in 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 different locations so you have manufacturing in china you might have software in bangalore and and so forth now of course this this pandemic for example is raising a lot of questions we have regulation coming in we have uh, 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 um, uh, disruption and and there's other events. We also had a case with with Fukushima, Fukushima the the in in Japan that actually was because there was some supplies to the auto industry. So so the whole auto industry was uh, was uh, uh, blocked for some some time because of that. And there was something in Thailand about a flood, uh, a river that was flooding and and things like that. So we have seen more and more cases where you can say natural disasters uh, uh, are, are affecting the way we uh, the very vulnerable systems of, of global value chains we have so i think that raises a number of, uh, a lot of new questions and then there's also the whole technology you can say but um, of course you can say you can say digitalization the technologies that are is also changing quite a lot here and that has actually not been been in ip for example there's relatively little about how how uh, um, 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 additive manufacturing, robots, three uh, D printing, and all these things. How that actually affects uh, uh, again how we organize activities globally and, and and things like that. And and then you can add the, the whole political sentiments that are changing and and things like that will. Um, more inward-looking type of policies uh, around the uh, around the globe, you can say. So, so I think there's a the, uh, there's a number of of of, of changing happening, quite dramatic changes happening there. New phenomenon that 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 that, that uh, open up for new avenues for sorties. I would say we have many natural experiments, if you want to put it like that, that is happening now. 
May you live in interesting times is I think the, uh, <laughs> so I, I, I wonder uh, other questions from the group, of course, just to, you know, I, I, I repeat myself, but I just want to make sure everybody has a time opportunity to raise whatever questions they might have for Torben. Uh, I will, I will ask, I will move beyond sort of the academic uh, and just, uh, you know, I, I heard a little bit about uh, hobbies and passions outside, but, uh, you know, is there a favorite book or a favorite genre? Uh, insight into the man behind the, uh, the, the uh, academic articles? That's actually one of the things where I have my guilt, you can say, in the sense that I have, that's one of the things I have not been able, or I have not given priority. I have not been writing novels for, for many years because I read so much uh, articles. So, so my wife, I should say, she's librarian, so we have a little bit of division of labor. So she do, <laughs> she do all the novels and I do, I do the boring stuff, you can say. I do the more academic stuff. Uh, well, maybe that's the case. I, I still, uh, on food, I still, my, the best me meal I've ever had might have been with you at, uh, in, in Denmark at uh, the Keen Keen. But um, there's, there's, there's some things and there's some passions outside of academia, I'm sure, as well. Anything uh, else from the group about research, teaching, early career? Ruth, Ruth asked her question and left the group, so I think she dodged us. That's a little interesting, but uh, I can see that. Yeah. So I, I, uh, okay, so let's see what else we can uh, do. I'll, I'll, I'll try to delay a few more seconds. Ah, we do have something. So Gerard has, Gerardus has a question on global value chains. Maybe he can add that to the group and then we'll see where we are. Gerardus, do you want to ask your question? Uh, yes, sure. Um, I just recently got an interest in this and then I also noticed uh, the blog on uh, the SMS platform about this, this matter and the one thing that I've been struggling a bit with as somebody more new to this area with an interest in it is where do I get data on how global value chains look like? How are they configured? Uh, which companies are connected with which companies in, in these global value chains? Uh, just obviously realizing that sort of some of the, the databases we normally rely on for company data are at the, like the, the node level and not at the diet level. Uh, so I was wondering what uh, your thoughts are on that and what suggestions you have for somebody trying to make sense of this area and trying to find some inroads. And thanks for that. Yeah, yeah. Another good question. Uh, and, and you're right, a lot of, 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 of what we see on global value chains are, you can say, more, more uh, single studies of, of, of uh, global value chains, uh, 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 cases of global value chain uh, um, uh, because of course there's no no um, um, uh, database we know about that has mapped 
that is mapping firms' global value chain, so to say, uh, uh, or all firms. So it's 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 very much that you can say. Uh, uh, researchers have been in and looking at what, for example, is, is the value chain in, in, in an industry or a value chain for a company like Apple or, or whatever company we look at. Um, so, so, so it's not that I can give, I can give you advice, unfortunately, on, on, on databases that, that uh, systematically uh, map uh, um, um, the value chains of companies. Uh, but, but I would say OECD, for example, is making OECD is 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 focusing quite a lot on 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 this with global value chain. So they're making a number of reports, and they, for example, have been ma mapping uh, the value chains for many of these COVID nineteen products we talk about uh, because uh, uh, face mask, ventilators, uh, uh, test equipment, and things like that. So OECD uh, has 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 done a lot a number of reports where they have 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 outlined these value chains, so to say. But but these are again, you might say, cases more than it's 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 uh, mapping the the value chains of of, of uh, um, across industries, so to say. Who is doing that? Tor Torben, can you just repeat that? Who's mapping out the? Oh, oh, is it a, the organization? Uh -huh. economic, yeah. uh, um, what is it called? Um, yeah, organization of economic and um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. OECD. OECD. Yeah. 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 Yeah, OECD publications. So you can say if you if you search OECD global value chains, I think you will you will uh, you will get there. It's some of their reports. I can show you. I have one here. This is all super interesting to me. I mean, and and Jordan, this might be to your question. I've been thinking about so this recently. Like this. Yeah. yeah. Like this. Uh, That's wonderful. Thanks. Uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. OCD is the, like one of the sources to explore in detail. So yeah, it's uh, yeah. good to get some confirmation of, of the initial searches uh, we've been doing. Well, I think yeah, this, I'll draw this to one of Torben's earlier. So I'll just say this. I mean, I'm curious here. I've been just thinking about teaching. You think about, you know, if you talking about basics of value chains and how much we get into these abstractions of, oh, there's suppliers and there's a firm and there's buyers. And we don't get into the complexity of the chain or the ecosystem. And the ability to just draw out some examples I think would be useful. But one of the comments I think I heard Torben when, and maybe this was uh, Zhao's question about, you know, what does it mean to, you know, what's your advice as an editor for publishing? And, and I think what I heard you say were things like, you know, understand what the state of the literature is understand what your contribution is. And I think to come back and say, okay, the issue of global value chains is incredibly important and we all accept that, but then understand with two or three um, prominent citations about the status of that literature. And it's not large scale empirical. I'm thinking, you know, if I were to think about that, uh, you know, a lot of it's, you know, early casework by Jan Rivkin or in M&As, I, I, Ben Comas Caceres always, uh, impresses me as somebody who's in the M&A space come up with these qualitative case studies that are insightful. But I could imagine you have two, three citations in the global value chain space that are suggesting that our work really is case-based. And now that's the, the foundation or the platform or the hurdle, if you will, of which you have to, uh, you know, contribute beyond. And, um, and maybe that's, you know, two industries or, 
uh, you know, some sort of grid of industries that are more or less uncertain, more or less domestic, more or less uh, integrated, and then we can, you know, start drawing some qualitative differences across selected cases, and that might be uh, sort of the next step. So, a uh, super cool question. Mm -hmm. So, any, I, you know, I, I don't, I don't, I'm, I, again, I'm coming to the group because I think this is not about me, but about the group and, and your thoughts, but as we sort of wrap up our conversation today, is there things you would, and, and maybe give uh, our participants some one last chance to, to raise some questions. Are there things you would like to, I mean, state of the field, you know, you know given, given all of your accomplishments today, what you'd like to see, what you'd urge us to think about, uh, some sort of closing statements along those lines? I, I, I think we have been uh, touching on, on, on many of, 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 of uh, you can say, the reflections I also have done uh, over, over, over the years and, and things like that. Maybe, maybe one last thing I think you also mentioned, it's also this about being, uh, you can say, being humble, but at the same time, have the fire in the eyes. So it's, it's, it's you can say many things, it's a, you, you need to have the fire in the eyes in the sense that you want to do something, but at the same time being humble. So it's, 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 it's a, again, a, a finding the right balance that uh, uh, about these things. So, so I think it's, uh, for me, it has been, it has very much being about trying to find, 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 uh, find uh, these balances. And for example, also this, balance between of course really want something have something on uh, 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 that you want to say to the to the world and and but also at the same time be humbled because uh, uh, there's a lot of fantastic researchers that have done great things already out there ah so we do have a last question coming in last minute question and this is from, uh, uh, well, it's from Jing Tang, but Jing, why don't you ask that in your words? Yeah, I was thinking of unmute myself, yeah. Oh, so thank you so much, Professor uh, Tobin. Um, and my question is very simple because I'm still a first year PhD student uh, in, at Cranet and Purdue University. So, so what are the, like, promising methodologies that can be applied to this field. Uh, so maybe there are some topics that we can revise in the later, later, in the later years using these new methodologies. So that is my question. Thank you. Yeah, I'm not sure what you mean by, by, by um, uh, uh, promising methodologies. I was, I, I was it that I was talking about uh, digitalization and things like that. I don't know whether you have that in mind because for me, methodologies or, or methods is very much the tools, uh, so to say. So, so what kind of tools we use depends on, on what kind of problem we try to answer, so to say. So, 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 so uh, I, I, I think for, for me, you can say our research problem is not so much driven by the methodologies. It's, it's rather the other way around that it's, it's our research question that drives the methodologies. But maybe, maybe, maybe you, you understood what I said this about that one of the new interesting things, this about digitalization, additive manufacturing, and I don't know, which is no more, more a phenomenon that it's a methodology, uh, so to say. I don't oh, yeah. know. With I understand your 
what you have said, but actually it's, so I am still in the first year. So I have like uh, taken so many classes, especially uh, our program is a little bit econ based. So we took a lot of methodology classes from econ department. But honestly, uh, when I read all the papers, uh, I didn't know very much how to apply what I have learned from the classes to, to, uh, to those topics that I have interest in. So it's kind of like the gap, I, I have no idea. So I have this question because uh, in the previous like talks, uh, there are some scholars mentioning that machine learning is a quite popular methodology recently and if you can learn something about uh, machine learning or how to deal with the big data that can be a advantage for you uh, no matter what kind of research topics probably in the near future you will have interest in so, so i'm just kind of like um, yeah, thinking if if there are some general methodologies that probably if you learn right now and you will benefit from it in the near future. So that, that's kind of my general question. Yeah. I, I, I would say, of course, it's, 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 it's good to know a lot of methodologies. Of course, you, 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 will, uh, you, will, uh, um, you will have to, 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 to be good at, at statistics and, and, and methods and, and things like that in order to be a good researcher. So you need to have a very good toolbox there. So it's a good investment to follow these courses, as you say, and, and learn these uh, um, uh, methods, uh, because you, you, it will be something you will be using uh, many times during your, your career, career as you move on. But, but the question of whether there's one, uh, one method that, or, or some new methods that, uh, that beat all the others, as, as you say a little bit, I'm skeptical. Of course, there's there's fashions here, or uh, also as with every 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 everything else, and 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 now people are talking about machine learning, and and of course machine learning can be used to some things. I'm I'm actually in my mind, of course, there might be different views here. For me, you can use machine learning to predict some events. Uh, so so, but you cannot use you cannot use. Uh, um, 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 machine learning to come up with causality and causal uh, arguments. So, so, so for example, I'm I'm working. That's another aspect. A little bit of me. I'm working a lot with companies. So I work with one company. Uh, it's a Norwegian company where uh, a, a huge telecom company. They want to know uh, uh, their customers who is actually churning of their customers. So, so they want to know uh, which customers might be uh, uh, have a tendency to leave the company. So we can we have a lot of data on the different customers. So we can do machine learning there, and then we can come up with and we can predict what is the risk of that this customer will 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 actually leave the company, churn the company, and they want to know that because then they can start with all kind of uh, rebate uh, campaigns and offerings to that customers in order to try to keep that customer with the company. But 
we cannot use it to understand why the customer might want to leave. Uh, uh, here we have to come up with some with, with, with more causal model because machine learning come up with very complicated algorithm or they use to predict uh, uh, whether whether the customer leaves, so to say. So 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 I think if you if you want to predict an event, you can do it with machine learning. For for me and and but but uh, I think you have to. You, you come back to, to the old thing about more causal models if you want to say something theoretically of, of what's going on and, and, and test that. So I, I, I think it can be used for something, but I think it's, it's an overstatement if you think that it's solution to, to every problem, uh, machine learning. Yeah, got you. Thank you so much. Yeah, I can add, I mean, I think, you know, I'm aware because of what the STR division, so I'll, let me, first of all, reiterate what I heard uh, or what I think I heard and Torben will chastise me if I am wrong here but I think I heard the, the, the method follows the quest the research question okay and I think that's sort of the, you know it's a truism but it's important um, the STR division has been working with the Academy journals to revise keywords that we will use and um, we just had let me actually I'm gonna pull this file up because we were looking this morning at new keywords or last night, uh, new uh, keywords for um, the Academy journals. And some of those keywords are pertain to methods uh, and theories and sort of we're trying to get things in alignment with what, um, what the STR division believes is important and what maybe some of the other, um, what the journals have historically focused on. Um, so I, where is this email? One second. I just want to make sure I'm speaking accurately to you here. So we got an email from uh, Laszlo Tahani last night with the revised AMJ keywords. And for research methods, uh, they're adding in things like longitudinal methods and multi-methods, uh, limit categorical discrete choice models, uh, endogeneity correction, self-selection, event history, network analysis, QCA. So there's been, I think, you know, if you're looking for what are some methods that are being discussed right now, those are top. And I, I would not distract from research question drives method, right? Um, I also think, I think I heard you say that you're at Purdue. So, I mean, you've got uh, the, the, the opportunity to interact with Professor Schindel every now and then, I'm sure. Uh, so sort of, uh, I think you would also see uh, a lot, I think you would hear Dan talk a decent amount in a way similar to Torben about the importance of engaging with practice, the importance of thinking about what's distinctive about strategic management or international, international strategy or global strategy. Um, maybe it's not in West Lafayette interacting with lots of companies, but uh, thinking about what, what are important problems, important phenomena, and then how you can develop causal arguments to address that. And then, then again, what's the method that's appropriate for that? So just, you know, two cents. Yeah, thank you so much. Oh, well, so I think, I, I think we've had a good conversation. I, I'm not seeing, uh, I think we're, we've exhausted sort of the questions I had prepared. I, 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 I wanna, uh, I'll ask, you know, if there's anything Torben wants to share, I'm going to listen to him for uh, hours on end and learn a little bit. Um, 
we've got some images of everybody, but do, do we have any last questions? If not, we should, I think we should all thank Professor Peterson for his time. I am greatly appreciative of it and I hope you are as well. So thank you. Thanks a lot. Ah, there we go. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to use the reactions. That's right. Everybody else is using the, the much better reactions. I got to, I will clap as well. <laughs> so, the, <laughs> so you got that going for us. So uh, let me take a snapshot with uh, everybody's uh, who's, who stayed to the, stayed here with us. And uh, we will, the STR division will share this somewhere. I'm not sure where. Um, but thank you. I learned from you guys and uh, I hope to see everyone uh, in Philadelphia next year. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. If okay. not before. So thank thanks you a lot. Very good questions. Yeah. Thank you all. Yeah. Take care. Bye bye. bye, -bye.